0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey, Jonas, thank you for taking the time to hop on, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Jared. How are you doing, man?
0: I'm excellent. Thank you for taking the time to hop on. I guess my first question is, we heard earlier this week Lamar Jackson talks so much about how he feels so confident despite his 1-3 postseason record. How confident are you? that these Ravens will take care of this young Houston Texans team?
1: Oh, man, how many Ravens fans are listening? I feel, I feel on the spot right now. Uh, I feel confident enough that, the, that Lamar has grown since the Greg Roman era. You know, it, it is a new structure. It's a new system. It's new skill players around him. There is a new confidence within him. But, you know, I'm in the results business and I am going to need to see something from Lamar tomorrow before I can confidently go out on that limb and say, yeah, you know, he is built for the playoffs because he, you know, over his career has come up short. And, and, you know, when they have won, it's been because he's been using his legs or the defense has been, you know, by his side kind of lifting him up. So it, it is a put up or shut up time certainly for Lamar and, you know you can't help but uh, point out the similarities between this setup and in tw- 2019. You know that Titans team that came into Baltimore was a ten point favor, uh, ten point underdog. Excuse me, the Texans coming into Baltimore tomorrow, nine and a half point underdogs. You know Ravens, uh, 2019 were considered the best team in the NFL. Again, now 2023, Ravens are considered if not the best, then top two. So uh, you know you don't want Lamar to be a prisoner of those memories, but. They should also be, I think, fair warning to uh, to him and to that team that, you know, stuff can go wrong and you need to be present, you need to be mindful and just stay locked in because if you're not, boy, things can go upside down in a hurry.
0: Jonas Schaefer is joining us from the Baltimore Banner. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We know about some of the, the changes of this go-around with Lamar Jackson. We know that uh, Todd Munkin has come in and that there's a, a new set of of offensive weapons that Lamar Jackson is working with. What do you think, especially as it looks like he's going to win another MVP, what is the biggest change and adjustment and improvement that you have seen in Lamar Jackson this year?
1: It's probably just the overall command of the offense. You know, this was uh, an offense that under Greg Roman was late to get in plays, late to get out of the huddle there was a lot of there was not a lot of time for him to you know can calls to adjust for protections adjust plays and now the ravens are you know at the line of scrimmage with 12 15 seconds to go um there's not enough time for uh, for defenses to kind of get creative with their blitzes or change stuff up um lamar you know has audible out of bad plays into good ones into the touchdown worthy plays he's you know, is adjusting the protection. He's doing everything that he hadn't before. So there is more ownership in this offense. There's more say and sway over this offense. There's more of a dialogue with Todd Munkin and the play callers and the, the offensive, you know, game scripters that maybe there wasn't in the past. So you know, obviously, like with any offense, the uh, the the fortunes rise and fall with the quarterback. But I think Lamar is more intimately involved in the pregame pre-planning process. Um, and you can kind of see that this is the offense that he's always wanted to be in. It's pass first, which uh, is kind of surprising because the Ravens lead the league in rushing. But you look at early down, kind of neutral setting uh, ratios, stats, you know, analytical stuff. The Ravens are like a top ten pass first offense, which would have been crazy to think, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago was possible.
0: Well, when you take a look at the the defense, Jonas, there's so much attention on Lamar Jackson w- with with great reason. You look at their defense, they were number one in scoring this year, only giving up about 16 points per game. What has changed here with the defense? I mean, it's typical if we go back years, everybody knew about Ray Lewis and everybody knew about Ed Reed, and they certainly have some of the Roquan Smiths of the world. Who are some of the standouts here on defense that have allowed them to keep teams, A, off the field, and then also just stop them completely?
1: I think you got to start with the, the coordinator himself, Mike McDonald. I mean, you want to talk about just changes in philosophy. You know, we were talking about the Ravens' offense going from run first to pass first. Well, the Ravens' defense under Wink Martindale, uh, obviously most recently of the Giants, was a blitz first, to ask questions later kind of unit. You know, they they had the corners out wide to, to handle to hang up in man coverage, and so it was a lot of cover one, a lot of cover zero that they felt good. Uh, bringing pressure and you know living with the consequences uh, under Mike McDonald, it's different. They are I think bottom five in blitz rate, but they are still you know leading the league in quarterback pressures I think according to PFF because they have these bespoke packages with featuring guys like Justin Manabique, Patrick Queen, Kyle Hamilton coming off the slot, you know Jadeveon Clowney and Kyle Van Noy both revelations uh, you know as as one year deal players. Um, and so they, they really just have an incredible spine. I mean, all pro players at, at every level of that defense, the cornerbacks have been more than good enough, even though Marlon Humphrey uh, will be missing this one on Saturday. So it really is just a perfect marriage of scheme, personnel, and, and this offense just you know being able being good enough to put this defense in situations where they can really pin their ears back and do uh, unfair stuff to opposing quarterbacks. <laughs> Did you say unfair stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know it's it's uh it's you know imagine getting a you know a free runner at a quarterback with seven guys dropping in the coverage because you have michael pierce all 350 pounds of them you know taking up two blockers and then dropping in the coverage in that middle hook zone i mean it's just it's stuff that you don't really see a lot of these defenses do and you know obviously C J stroud maybe to his benefit saw the ravens in week one but uh, that was a lifetime ago, and I'm sure you know Mike McDonald will have some different stuff cooked up for this Texans offense uh, in, in round two.
0: Yeah, I like unfair stuff to me is just uh, handing out a ass whooping. I'm I'm all here for it. No no problems at all. Uh, Jonas Schaefer is joining us from the Baltimore Banner here on CBS Sports Radio, the Jr. Sport Brief Show. I have taken a lot of calls over the past few days about rest and it doesn't matter if it is on the afc side with these ravens or it's the nfc side with the 49ers how concerned would you be with the fact that a lot of the starters have not now played for weeks um
1: i think normally i would be concerned but everyone that you you know we talked to in the Ravens' locker room, uh, John Harbaugh, including that and included in that as well, has been very gung ho just about how practices have gone. You know, they they went out onto uh, a grassy field, but in the snow in Wednesday and Thursday, just to prepare for what is going to be freezing temperatures tomorrow. Obviously, Houston has had their own kind of cold spell that should probably help them. But you know, it, it, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's not a concern, especially for the offense. I mean. The, the the problem for the Ravens, uh, one of the big problems for the Ravens and Lamar, and even Tyler Huntley when he started against Cincinnati last year, is, is slow start. They they haven't under Greg Roman, they didn't score a single first quarter point in the playoffs, and uh, that you know puts you behind. That that changes your game script. That changes what you can do in the second quarter and the second half if, you, if you're not caught up yet. So, the Ravens have been a very very good, very quick to start offense. This season under Todd Munkin, I think they're like fourth or fifth in, in points per quarter in the first quarter. So, if you know we're looking at that second quarter clock and it's you know 13 minutes left and the Ravens are down uh, 10 nothing, they would be in a bad spot. But it, it wouldn't be altogether surprising just because of their history. So, you hope if you're a Ravens fan that uh, that this this break has you know, done them a service by getting guys like Adape Owe healthy, uh, get, getting guys like Devin Duvernay healthy. But, you know, there there is, of course, that, that rust versus rest, uh, you know, concern that, that percolates every time of year right about now.
0: Okay. Well, final question for you here, Jonas, as we wrap things up. What do you think will happen with this game tomorrow? Where do you think things will end when it's all said and done this season for the Baltimore Ravens?
1: Tomorrow, I think it'll be a relatively close game or at least a relatively close scoreline at games end. I had Ravens twenty-eight. Texans twenty four, um, you know, I think the fact that Houston does not have much of a ground game to speak of can kind of keep the Ravens pretty comfortable with, with how they defend uh, C J Stroud and Nico Collins. Uh, you know they are a very good deep passing defense. There's not a lot of explosive plays that they allow, and I think that's what Houston is going to need to rely on to, to move the ball with any kind of regularity tomorrow. Um, and then I guess just again next week when when uh, it, it, depending on on the that. Buffalo-Kansas City game. I mean, the the Chiefs are not really a boogeyman for the Ravens because the Ravens beat them the last time they saw them, but that was a couple years ago. Josh Allen uh, had the Ravens number in Baltimore a couple years ago with a a pretty uh, jarring, unbelievable comeback uh, at M&T Bank Stadium. But I think the Ravens are pretty comfortably, on paper anyway, the best team in the AFC. So I don't disagree with anyone who says that they're the favorite to get to the Super Bowl. But, you know, I have been burned by watching this offense, uh, you know, fall in kind of embarrassing ways and let down really good defensive efforts. And I just want to see Lamar have this playoff breakthrough that so many in the locker room are also wishing for him.
0: I hear that. And this is going to be the, the first playoff game for the divisional round. It'll be the first one that we see. It kicks off Houston taking on Baltimore tomorrow. Things are supposed to get started at four thirty Eastern. Jonas, I want to thank you for taking the time to hop on. Where can people follow you and all of your great coverage?
1: Yeah, uh, thebaltimorebanner dot com. Um, uh, we're, we're a little bit in the news now because of everything that's happening with the Baltimore Sun and certain people with money get involved in, in local news media. But uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at Jonas underscore Shaper, J O N A S S H A F F E R, and yeah, I'm hopefully the Ravens.